Hello and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Capel Podcast, where you can get insights from Capel on navigating the recent trends in the business world. I'm your host, Mark Lee, and today we have with us Mr. William Toe, a learning consultant with Capel Consulting, to share with us about how managers can manage their staff in remote working arrangements. Hi, William. Great to have you here. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. Yeah, William, I'm so excited that we can chat about this because, you know, you're in the office, I'm working from home. It really puts into picture how this has become a norm for us. And William, I just want to ask, especially from a management point of view, what are some of the insights you have into the challenges and opportunities that present themselves now that this has become really our norm? You know, one of the main challenges, obviously, would be the lack of face-to-face supervision. Mm. You know, working in the office, you know, we can see each other. We can just walk up to one another anytime if we need anything. Yep. But working from home somehow, you know, when we are separated, brings along a challenge whereby, you know, managers don't see their staff anymore. Mm. And there are managers who actually say that they feel so uncomfortable not being able to see their staff in the office. Mm, mm, mm. In fact, you know, Mark, there are some managers I spoke to who actually says that, you know, when I don't see my staff in the office, I'm not quite sure whether they're working or not. <laughs> yeah. But it's not just the manager's perspective. Employees also do feel neglected. Mm. Sometimes they may even feel not well supported working from home because they're not sure whether the managers know what's happening. Mm whether they know they're working as well. So sometimes that disconnect becomes a challenge for the employees as well. Yeah, I think that's a really real concern that you've raised, William. And you know, you've put it so soundly in terms of how others have articulated to you. If I can't see it, how do I know it's going on? And so I wonder, you know, as you've heard these experiences and from your own observations and reflections, how might there be some ways to really manage that kind of anxiety and, and maybe help teams be still cohesive and functional? Definitely one of the things that can be done would be to ensure that there is still an opportunity for them to connect with one another. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That really takes away this lack of face-to-face interactions, especially when they want to you know, talk to each other or find out from each other mm. certain work information for them to carry out certain tasks and so on. And so I think managers may want to really consider having what I would call daily check-ins with your staff. Okay. You know, just a short meeting, perhaps 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And this can be done at the start of the day or maybe even at the end of the day. And I believe that during this daily check-ins, they could perhaps update one another of what's going to happen for the day. Perhaps raise any red flags that the manager should be aware about, what's coming up on the horizon. It just allows the people to understand what's going to happen for the day. And I think communication, therefore, would be critical here. Mm. I think that's a really great point, William, and establishing that frequency and consistency, having the manager initiate that, I think is really important. At the same time, I think something that may be on our listeners' minds, especially some of the managers here is, wow, you know, having my staff agree to that frequency and that consistency of a check-in, maybe there's some anxiety there. So do you have any insight as to maybe how that conversation could be handled or initiated? Well, I think these daily check-ins should be short meetings. Like I said, 15, 20 minutes, yeah. Mm. But I think beyond that, there should also be opportunities for staff to interact with their managers. Mm. Say, for example, uh, if there is an urgent issue, then perhaps we do not want to wait till the next day for the daily check-ins for them to update one another. So 
I suppose, therefore, depending on the nature of the issue, there would still be opportunities for them to interact and update. Mm, mm. And so, therefore, besides the daily check-ins, there should be other uh, opportunities as well. And hence, you know, this leads me to uh, the second thing that we can consider doing, and that is to use a variety of communication tools. Ah. So perhaps for daily check-ins, you may use, say, Zoom, or maybe just conference calls. You see, texts and emails are really convenient to use. Yes. But I think when it comes to an urgent situation or a crisis, perhaps a phone call might be more effective. Mm. Or where visual cues are required, then perhaps using platforms like Zoom or Microsoft Teams may be better. So really, it's just having that variety of tools that will engage the employees you know, in different ways. And you know, I think it's also important to establish for what situations do we use which tools. Yeah, for example, daily check-ins use Zoom. If something is urgent, use phone calls. So I think that would then eliminate the anxiety of, you know, oh, do we just beat our bosses during these daily check-ins? Yeah, I think it's a really fantastic principle you've raised there, William. Knowing the best tool to use for the need at present I think that's very, very powerful. I think another challenge that we, we often uh, hear from our clients and those who are adjusting to this work from home norm is that there is also a sense of social interaction being lacking. You know, that which was maybe taken granted from before, your, your pantry chats, you know, your hallway, your water cooler talk. And any thoughts as to perhaps how that could really be a challenge from a, a manager's point of view? So you're right, you know, and hence, Perhaps the manager may also consider conducting informal conversations on non-work topics. So these meetings that we all, you know, have yep. should not just be about work. Mm-hmm. So perhaps these informal conversations could be actually at the start of the meeting, could be five minutes where managers could ask the team, you know, how did the weekend go? Mm, yeah. Any new hobbies they picked up? You know, just kind of like socialize a little bit before they dive into work issues. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely something which, you know, especially when you, you get a Zoom meeting, you know, often the, the title of the Zoom meeting is included too, right? It's a you know, work meeting for XYZ project. And it kind of just sets the stage for most people. They just assume I log in at such and such a time. The meeting ends at such and such a time. And we're just there to discuss work and, and be done with it. But what I'm hearing from you, William, is that it's really quite important to dedicate maybe even just a short number of minutes at the start to get people to you know interact with one another warm up to each other socially that's right i think we need to be aware of not being too task oriented Mm. yeah because sometimes that can happen you know we just log into a meeting and we're just really focused on the task which i think is not wrong but uh, we need to also consider the social aspects as well Mm. i've heard of teams whereby they actually organize virtual lunches Ah, okay. Well, yeah, where they actually just, you know, buy their own lunch in and then they log into Zoom and then they just have lunch together over Zoom, you know, and they talk about things beyond just work issues. I think mm. that helps the team connect better with one another, even though they're geographically separated. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And it's not in the same kind of formal vein as the regular daily check-ins you were suggesting, but it does make me think of other stories I've heard from clients and friends where, you know, they also share interesting stories or ways that they connect with people remotely you know i had one client tell me that you know his his wife and him they they work remotely actually because of quarantine they're in two separate countries but they just turn on their video camera basically throughout the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and they don't even have to talk to each other, you know, 24/7. Of course, they do, you know, check in every now and then. But I think just having that visibility and that that social interaction happen uh, kind of organically. That's right. Even when you're online, I mean, it sounds a bit ironic, right, William? Kind of organic, but online. But yeah. I think we're all trying to navigate this space together. So why not try something like you mentioned, kind of virtual lunches together and that kind of thing? That's right. I mean, we're trying to simulate as much as possible being there with one another, mm. even though it's done over a platform like Zoom. But at least we can see each other. We still socialize. We still talk about things, and I think that helps the team to stay connected during this period. Yeah, and and I think from a manager's point of view as well, William, you know, exactly because everyone's trying to figure it out. I think it's really the manager or the leadership that models for people how to, you know, at least be creative or take some initiative into this space. That's right. Uh, I do want to shift our convo now to, you know, some of the other challenges that I think we do see surfacing. For example, working from home, no matter how cleanly you try and you know segregate your your work. Identity from your home identity—it sometimes isn't always that neat, and I think that's something we do here often, which is it sometimes get very messy to kind of balance all these competing roles. You know, being a housekeeper, you know, in some sense, while you're still trying to manage your work projects. Um, so, any thoughts, William, as to that particular challenge? It's actually not uncommon to hear that employees have to juggle many things. Yeah, while working from home,、hmm. they have to work on their tasks. They have to be a parent to their children at home. Yep, yep. And so sometimes it's difficult being at home and having to look at all these things at the same time. You know, Margaret, remember a time when students were doing home-based learning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And parents working from home actually have to supervise them、mm. while also working on their job assignments. Yes, <laughs> very stressful. Yeah, it makes it really difficult for them to draw a line.、Mm. Am I now an employee or a parent at home? Yeah. And but yeah, the other challenge actually is that you know. I realize that employees working from home actually work beyond office hours.、Mm. They actually do not leave their office、mm. when working from home because office is home and home is office. Exactly.、Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So another thing that I think managers may want to think about would be to really be mindful. Yeah, that、uh, we allow our employees to clock out、mm. after office hours. Yeah, so that we can then help the employees know that okay. This is after office hours, and they can now refocus their role as a parent to their children, and no longer having to respond to work, unless, of course, Mark, unless it's an urgent or crisis situation. Sure. I think sure. Managers being able to give time out to the employees would be important as well. Yeah, and and I think you know, William, you you pointed out how you know it really is on the manager in some sense to model that or kind of protect the employees' time because. Already on the employees, and they're probably thinking, you know, trying to figure out how to to juggle and manage. And that's right. I think for the employee to kind of just give them the encouragement to say, "Yep, you're you're really off hours now, unless it's something urgent. Let's tend to it、uh, at another time." That would probably be a big support and, and a big way for the team to continue to move forward cohesively. So, just want to help our listeners follow along with us where we are in our convo now. William, you've really shared with us some of the challenges of working from home and managing staff remotely. So, things like the lack of face-to-face supervision or engagement,、uh, a lack of social interaction, as well as competing roles at home. But it's not all doom and gloom, right, William? We talked about how、right. there are opportunities as well, right? You gave us some ideas like conducting frequent check-ins,、uh, perhaps on a daily basis, to establish some work expectations. Using a variety of communication tools to really connect 
with staff effectively. And then of course, never neglecting that really person-centric approach of having that informal conversations or socialization. Even if you're say having a, you know, a remote working arrangement to dedicate some time to that intentionally, I think it's just so key. So I'm just about wrapping up our session now, William, and I'd love to get your closing thoughts, maybe some food for thought, some words of wisdom for our listeners to mull over before they come back for the next episode of the Capel Podcast. Well, you know, Mark, I believe working from home is really here to stay. Mm. For the foreseeable future, it will become the new normal actually for many organizations as well. So therefore, being able to manage remote teams effectively would become a key competence for many managers. Yes. So I do believe that if we can manage them well, we help the employees transit into this new normal of working from home. You know, we help them assimilate and adjust more easily, make the transition smoother for them. That's going to just benefit both employees as well as the managers. Mm. So I believe being able to overcome these challenges would be crucial moving into the future. Mm. Thanks very much for that, William, for helping us dive a little deeper into both the challenges as well as the exciting opportunities to really optimize managing staff from a remote working arrangement. And thank you to all our listeners for sticking with us through this episode. We hope that you benefited from it and we'll bring back some of that to apply it in your own context. With that, we've come to the close of this session of the Compel podcast. So we thank you and wish you well, and we will catch you in a few weeks' time for our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.